Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Hi folks, Brad Heineck, physical therapist. Hey, I'm Chris, the pharmacist. Bob's not with us today. I think he's out golfing, having some fun somewhere else. Attaboy. But today we are going to talk, the title is Neuropathy, Causes Symptoms with At-Home Treatment and Medications. We're going to talk about what you can do yourself and the medications, how they work, and some uh, good information on that. Chris will give us his expertise. I do want to mention with neuropathy, we're talking about, uh, you're going to go through some of the details on it. You can explain it much better than I, but uh, for this channel, we're related to physical therapy and Almost always, in my experience, and I think most PTs would agree, uh, neuropathy is associated with uh, diabetics in our, in our field. You could have neuropathy from other diagnoses as well. Yeah, We're going to talk about it. Uh, post-herpetic neuralgia. I mean, there's a lot of things out there, but... Say a few of them. Post-herpetic neuralgia. I mean, you could have just an injury, a spinal injury. Okay. I mean, so there's... Some yeah. Neurological yeah, things. There, there's a lot of things that can cause it, but it, neuropathy... MS. Yeah, MS. MS. Yeah. Uh, but again, so the treatments are going to be similar for those, but we will kind of relate to the diabetic because it is so prevalent in that diagnosis, and Absolutely. that's our experience. Uh, so what is neuropathy? Can you yeah, explain I mean, that, I hate Chris? to say it. It's not a real long, flowery explanation, but basically neuropathy is that burning, stinging, pain, numbness that you get. And how does it develop? It basically, you know, with the diabetic in mind, uh, if our sugars are high, uh, and a lot of times if our sugars are high, it means our cholesterol is high. So blood so, sugars. So circulation doesn't bathe the nerve real well due to high blood sugars and probably cholesterol. So as a result, the nutrients and oxygen that your your blood flow carries does not bathe those nerve cells, and they are not healthy. And as a result of that, they kind of die off. So for lack of anything better to say. And so you just don't get what they call better neuronal transmission. So just think of it as a highway in your body uh, and just the signal is interrupted. And so you don't get that good, nice confluence signal going back and forth like a nerve would. So what what are the com- most common locations in the, bo- or in the body? That well, a lot of cases symptoms. with you know diabetic neuropathy, a lot of times it's going to be below the knee. So you're going to see a lot of problems right. down here, which is why foot care is so important for diabetics. Okay. And we'll, we'll touch on that as we go forward. Um, but I mean, it, you can get it. There's things that you can have you can have problems in your gut, uh, particularly with a diabetic, but you can also have problems in your legs. You can have it, it can send to your arm, arms and hands. So it just kind of depends on where it is on you. But the treatments in most cases are going to be similar, which is going to be pharmacological and physical therapy related. Okay. Uh, and in my experience, and I've talked to Bob about this too, usually it's below the knees. Uh, both yeah. sides typically. Well, and that's why we worry about it, especially like the diabetic foot. So. Yeah. Uh, symptoms. What kind of symptoms do they tip, do these people typically complain? You know, of? it's kind of you know they'll come in and they'll and it, they kind of manifest themselves over time. So I mean, the longer you're a diabetic, the more opportunity you have to become a patient that has neuropathy. Mm-hmm. So the less well controlled your blood sugars are, and the longer you have diabetes, the more likely you are to get neuropathy. Um, but they come in and they're going to complain about tingling, burning, pain, numbness. You know, even to the point where 
you know, a, a diabetic with bad diabetic neuropathy could literally have a rock in their shoe. Mm-hmm. They could be walking around it all day long yeah. and they won't even know it. Um, so they yeah. lose that sensation. And they might have like something very vague or just like, eh, but you know, it could have been, well, my foot felt that way yesterday too. So it's so important as a diabetic, and, and number one is to check your feet daily to make sure there's no little nicks, cuts, blisters. Sure. Because those are the things that can lead to infection and other problems. So with that, say there is a little stone in there and you walk on it, you do not feel it as a result of the neuropathy, uh, that stone may break the skin open, then you have an open sore, Correct. and because of the lack of circulation, that can get infected, and that it's slow healing because of the the diabetic uh, side effects, and it can actually lead to an amputation. Yeah, that is, that's the worst case scenario. Yeah. That we're, you know, so the things that we're going to talk about today, guys, are just, you know, we want to make sure that we're controlling our blood sugars, we're exercising well, we're eating well, and we're using our medications appropriately. Sure. And those right. are the things that will help to stave it off. So I do want to mention one other thing. As a therapist, one thing that we deal with a lot with people with neuropathy, if they have numbness in their feet or their legs, you cannot feel... Uh, the ground or the the surface that you're on, which dramatically increases your risk for falls because your balance is heavily dependent on the feedback back from your proprioception, back from your feet where they're touching the ground. And it just really makes a big difference on on your balance and a fall risk goes way up. So we do deal with that. We're not going to talk about that too much. And that's probably all we're going to mention for now. We have balance videos out there that uh, those treatments or self-treatments are available. And we have videos on those as well. Uh, Can we go right to diet? How can these people with neuropathy change or manage their symptoms? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that, you know, everybody, we know neuropathy has no cure. That seems kind of damning for a lot of people, but at the same time, we can make it better. And so one of the simple tools that we have is just eating well. And so if you're a diabetic, that means going to the leaner proteins, you know, your fibrous fruits and veggies, those types of things. And some examples, leaner fr- protein, yeah, we're so, talking about meats yeah, and yeah. fish. Yeah, so we're going to go, yep, so we're going to go poultry, like chicken. Yep. Uh, we'll go with fish, uh, you know, so lean beef, like grass-fed beef, very lean protein. Sure. Eggs uh, for our vegan folks. I mean, it's going to be your nuts, your legumes, you know, so those are going to okay. be good protein sources. Uh, so you're going to want your leafy green vegetables. That's going to help with the B vitamins. That's going to help with nervous system development. Spinach, spinach, kale, broccoli. Oh, so yes. all the things your mother loved. Brussels sprouts. There's another one. Uh-huh. Alfalfa, you know, alfalfa sprouts. I mean, there are, there's a lot of good stuff out sure. there. So, okay. but I mean, you know, just eating well helps our body with the, the nutrients that it provides it. So it's going to actually help with the circulatory system. It's going to help keep our weight at a better level. Right. So because I mean, if we're going to McDonald's, we're going to just eating fries and chips. I mean, that's going to create problems from a circulatory standpoint. It's going to cause problems mm. from a, a blood sugar standpoint because these fast processed foods. So like we always say, we don't want anything in a box. Right. So whole foods are ideal. So, so in the grocery store, uh, down the aisles, we get all these quick make things or, you know, open it up, open up the wrapper and just eat that, yep. those health food are things that usually are not healthy. Yeah, they're bars. not as healthy as what they were advertised to be. And unfortunately, right. I mean, yeah. they try and pack. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of sugar and other processed things in there that, unfortunately, particularly with the diabetic too, yeah. and, they, and that's one of the things with advertising that makes it so challenging is, oh, well, I'm having this particular bar, and it seems like it's going to be a nutritious yeah, choice. It's for a me. health bar. It says health it bar says right on it. Yeah, and they show people climbing mountains and everything else, mm. and it's you think it's going to be a good thing to have, right. and all of a sudden it's made with tons of sugar or high fructose. 
lactose, corn syrup, and, and things of that nature. A big one that I always look for now is yogurt. Yeah. I used to just think yogurt was yogurt, and I start looking at the sugar content. There's, a There's as much sugar and a thing of yogurt as a can of Pepsi with all the yeah. sugar. And it's like, yeah. whoa. It's kind of the better it tastes, the worse it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so be careful. Look at your labels. But, you know, let's talk about yogurt. Yogurt's a great, you know, to me, it's kind of a power food. If you, you know, if you get like a plain vanilla yogurt, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, so what can you do? Add blueberries, add raspberries, add some walnuts. You know, uh -huh. you can add the sweetness that's yourself. Yeah, it, that's my recipe. I, I do blueberries, blackberries, uh, walnuts. Uh, flaxseed and kai seed. Yeah, and and all those products uh, nutritionally have actually kind of nutraceutical properties that will help your body. Sure. I mean, you have the flavonoids and those dark berries. So I mean, those help with your circulation. Yep. They help with anti-inflammatory action. So there's a lot of nutrient nutrient dense things yep. in that. And then the yogurt's got the protein. It keeps you full. So it's good for your muscles. It's good for your bones because it's got calcium and vitamin D. Right. So so I, I do want to mention because a lot of times people say, "Oh, stick to your." genre yeah so you know he's a pharmacist i'm a therapist but I, we're talking about pretty basic health food yeah, i think we're basic. i think we're covering the bases pretty safely so. oh yeah no um, i don't think we're too far out of our lane yep uh should we go on to the next thing yeah. uh exercise I, why do you need to exercise if you're uh you got neuropathy yeah. how is that going to help well there's a lot of different reasons uh but but specifically i mean what happens when we exercise our heart rate comes up so if our heart rate comes up we're challenging our circulatory system sure. so that helps to bathe those nerves the nerves and the muscles so it gives them some oxygenated blood that also is carrying nutrients from the, hopefully the good foods we've just sure. eaten. And so that will help the body to develop and hopefully get stronger and more endurance sure. and hopefully improve some circulation and moderate some of those neuropathy right. signals right. and symptoms that you have. So when you have better circulation, you have better strength, better coordination, better proprioception as a result of exercising, because these things all kind of build on one another, right. we hopefully help to minimize some of those diabetic neuropathy symptoms. So it's never going to be a cure, guys, but it, it certainly can make them better and make your life a lot safer, more effective, longer, happier, healthier. Let's move on to medications sure. in regards to neuropathy yep. and the diabetic. Can you briefly go over some yeah. of the most common ones and some information that's yeah. helpful? Yeah, I mean, your physician's going to take into account what's going to be best for you when you have neuropathy. But I mean, there's probably the, what, I, what I see most often in my world, the big three are probably going to be pregabalin, generic Lyrica, gabapentin, generic Neurontin, and then duloxetine, generic Cymbalta. So those three are all widely recognized and used for treatment for neuropathy. I mean, Lyrica, pregabalin, actually it's, it's one of its, actually it's what it's known for. Okay. And the nice thing, the advantage of pregabalin over gabapentin for a lot of people, um, they work similarly, kind of like Coke and Pepsi. So okay. just kind of, they, they have similar properties and they do similar things in the body, which is to actually improve neural transmission and minimize pain. Okay. So basically, that's what they believe is how it works. And so with that, if we can diminish the pain and discomfort, a drug like pregabalin uh, takes a lower dose, so it's less side effect prone. Sure. It acts faster than gabapentin. And the problem, the, the difference between those two drugs is pregabalin, pre a lower dose creates a nice effect. Um, so we have to be careful because there's some addictive potential. Uh, uh, so we, we have to be mindful of that. Caution with driving because of dizziness and drowsiness are ooh. two primary side effects. Okay. And you'll see that with gabapentin as well. But where they delineate, um, the pregabalin works better uh, in a lot of cases, whereas as gabapentin, you keep having to take bigger and bigger doses yep. to get the same type of effects. And when we go to those bigger and bigger doses, what happens? Well, we have more side effects. So more dizziness, more drowsiness, a little bit of forgetfulness. Yeah. So 
things that we have to be careful with. And, you know, so those are things that, you know, again, your doctor is taking that into account and your pharmacist is going to be talking to you about watching for things. Sure. So we do want to be mindful. And the other one that I didn't really touch on was the antidepressant, uh, Cymbalta or duloxetine. And that's actually, uh, works. It's got, it raises serotonin, it raises norepinephrine or noradrenaline. So those are two different neurotransmitters. So they actually work, they help with the body's nervous system to minimize pain mm -hmm. and also to help improve neuronal transmission is what they believe happens with the medications. Okay. So well tolerated, generally not a lot of side effects associated with that either. So it's safe. It certainly isn't a great alternative because, you know, there can be pain with neuropathy. Sure. And so it's an alternative to using opioids, which also is something that has their own series of bad sex. So right. That's, that's a, kind of that, where the utility came from. a whole from. other video there. Yep. Long yeah. video. But I mean, so those are kind of the main three, but any antidepressant and any anti-seizure medication just to kind of, just kind of envelope them in yeah. will have benefits for neuropathy. And sometimes if one, let's say pregabalin, gabapentin, or duloxin doesn't work for you, your doctor can try some of the more atypical things like maybe an old school antidepressant, like a, a tricyclic like amitriptyline or something to that effect. But those are things that your doctor would yeah. do based on your conversations, your appointments, and your that's pretty individual. Exactly. All right. Now, the next thing we're going to do is this is actually going to be a two-part video. This is the end of part one. We still have to cover on uh, more of my aspect of it, showing you some exercises to improve your circulation, help that neuropathy out, uh, particularly from the knees down. And we're going to talk about footwear and shoes along with that because it goes along with the Very exercise. Important stuff. Extremely important thing with the footwear. Yep. Uh, it's some good information. So, uh Stay tuned. We'll have the next video. Well, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but we'll have the two linked together. It'll be within a week or two. So good luck on this, and we'll see you on the next uh, part two. All right. Bye, guys.